When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Exactly what we would have expected. And now, can the Warriors still continue to climb their way back? And are the Lakers really, really saddled with a major concern regarding Anthony Davis? It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Christopher Davis, Canty, your concern level is... None. Zero. I'm not concerned. The Lakers are going to take care of business. Game five went as expected. This is playing out according to the script that we thought it would. I mean, they were up by 3-1. They emptied the tanks in game four, going back to the bay, factoring the travel. You figured that the Lakers weren't going to be the best version of themselves, but by no means am I going to start pushing the panic button. We're still firmly in control in this series. Okay, well, let's go. Here we go! Only one place to start. Here come the Warriors. Curry to Draymond Green baseline to the reposition. Curry right corner three. It's good. Their first triple of the second half. And the Warriors now lead by 14 with four and a half minutes to go. That's on ESPN Radio last night. Keski and company with the call. Warriors win 121-106. They take game five. And Kenty, I'm with you. They did exactly what we expected them to do, which was to go home, to win Game 5, and now it's if the Lakers can close it out in Los Angeles. Draymond Green played great. Uh, Steph did what he's supposed to do. Klay Thompson is still a mystery, but this was just a game that once you got to halftime, you said this uh, earlier as we were getting ready for the show, and I was pretty much in the same mindset. Once Steph hit the shot going into halftime that put the Lakers down 11, you pretty much felt like that was going to be it. But the bigger concern was Anthony Davis later in the game, who left the game with a head injury. They haven't diagnosed it as of yet, so we don't know uh, what the status is here moving forward. But let's hear from Darvin Ham before we get going on this very topic. Hey, Darvin, what do you know about Anthony Davis at this point? Yeah, obviously everyone saw he took a shot to the head, but he got just checked in on him. He's doing, seems to be doing really good already, so... That's just where it's at. That's the status of it right now. Do you know any next steps in terms of him talking to doctors? We just got done with the game, Mike. Doesn't necessarily feel like they're all that concerned, at least at the very beginning. Yeah, that was a nasty shot to the head that AD took. Almost as nasty as what we saw Julius Randle take in the Garden yesterday in the first game of that doubleheader. I I would say this. I I am not as concerned as a lot of other people are this morning. Uh, I mean, here's the deal. I I don't know a whole lot about how the NBA concussion protocol works, but I would assume that the Lakers did put him through the concussion protocol because of the nature of the injury, because of Kavon Looney swinging his elbow and hitting AD in the head the way that he did. But in the NFL, concussion protocol, you're diagnosed immediately. Like as soon as the injury happens, I mean, I guess everybody aside of Tua, Immediately when the injury happens or somebody suspects that a concussion may have happened or a brain injury may have happened, 
They put you through the protocol. They make a diagnosis. They say, yes, it was a concussion or no, it was a concussion. If it was, they put you in the protocol. It's immediately announced. The player does not return to play, et cetera, et cetera. The fact that we're, what, 10, 11 hours removed from when this incident took place and we haven't heard an official announcement from the Lakers would lead me as a fan to be optimistic about his availability in game six. Now, I ain't a doctor. I'm not saying he did or did not have a concussion. We don't know. The Lakers haven't made any formal announcement about it. But the fact that we're sitting here this morning, well after the game has ended, and there hasn't been an announcement by the team, it would lead me to believe that he's going to potentially be available for game six, which is why I'm not breaking glass in case of emergency. Okay, but let's suppose for a moment, as we go to game six, that you do not have Anthony Davis in this game, just erring on the side of caution. Yeah. I still believe the Lakers can win that game. And for me, the where it is going to be missed the most is on the defensive end. That's where I need to be concerned about. Hold on, time out, time out. You think the Lakers can win without AD? I do. I do. I think they can win without AD. Okay. And here's how. The defense is where my biggest concern is with him. The, the presence that he has been on the floor defensively has completely changed it. And when he is defending somebody, that as the primary guy, they are shooting 28% this, this postseason. That's amazing to me. But it's not even that. It's just the presence, too. But what does have to happen in that case? LeBron has to have one of those all-time games. And, Chris, from what I've seen in the postseason, I still believe he's capable of having one of those all-time games. It, granted, it's the only way that they would win, but I still think it's ca- they're capable of winning without AD, especially, especially when it's at home. Yeah, that sounds good, but I still remember, what was that, the 2018 finals where LeBron James went for 51-8-8, and his team still lost in game one against these very same Golden State Warriors? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you I, I, could have an all-time great performance, and you still end up losing because Golden State is just that good, and here's the deal. I'm with you on every bit of what you said with Anthony Davis and his impact on the defensive end, but let's keep this in mind. The defensive possession doesn't end until you get a turnover or a rebound. Mm-hmm. Did you see how the Lakers got beat to sleep on the boards last night, mm-hmm. especially when AD was out of the game? Rebounding is a huge factor in this game. And when Kevon Looney's out there and AD is not, it's going to be a problem for Darvin Ham. So, I, I, again, I, I don't necessarily see a path to the Lakers being able to win a game without AD because he is the single most dominant presence in this series for both teams. So he's going to have to be out there if the Lakers are going to have any shot at closing out Golden State. Here's Jay Williams this morning from KJM on LeBron's capability of still having one of those kind of nights. I think it's way more reasonable in game six to get like a 35 and 18 game from AD. From AD. I think you can still get a high 20, almost triple double from LeBron James. I think the days of LeBron James having 40 plus in a triple double, I'm not sure we're going to see that game at at this level right now. I, it doesn't need to be a consistent thing to me. It needs to be once. Yeah. And, yes, you're right. They can still lose if that happens. Yeah, LeBron can give you a 30-point triple-double. I have no doubts yeah. about that, but they can still lose. That's I guess that's my larger point. Last night, Golden State had three guys score 20-plus points. They had six guys in double figures, including Gary Payton II, mm-hmm. who was plus 25 in 27 minutes. 
plus 25 in 27 minutes. The way that they were able to play with pace, they didn't let the Lakers set their defense. And throughout the course of this year, even though the Lakers have consistently been one of the best defensive teams in all of basketball, where they struggle is transition defense. And the Warriors were intentional about pushing the pace. Last night, the Warriors played with the second best pace that we've seen in any of the five games this series. The game that had the most pace was their game two win at home. That was it. When the pace is, you know, you know, 100 plus possessions in 48 minutes, when it's that kind of average, that favors Golden State. And last night you saw that. And so I think that's what the, the, the Lakers have to guard against. It becomes that much harder if you don't have AD on the floor. The other factor in last night's game, D'Angelo Russell and Dennis Schroeder getting in foul trouble in the first half. Both of those guys had three fouls, had to get out in the second quarter, and that left Austin Reeves to play the point guard. And from the standpoint of being able to have some offensive firepower, but then also being able to match up with Golden State and Steph Curry in particular defensively, I thought it created some problems for them. So I think all of those things factoring into the math led to the results that we got last night. I don't see that changing in the Lakers' favor without AD on the court. Cantia Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. The one thing I'll say, though, Cantia, is if we're going to evaluate which of these two teams has more pressure on them in Game 6, it's clearly the Warriors because lose, you go home. However, no, the game, game, no, no, no. Game 6 is like Game 7 for the Lakers. No, I understand. Hang on. Game, game 6 is I'm like Game there. 7. I'm getting there. What I would say is the Warriors, listen, they have to win to, to, to stay alive. But there is going to come a time in that game where that pressure will shift to the Lakers because there, there absolutely can be an uh-oh moment. We cannot allow ourselves to get to Game 7. Going in, it's the Warriors. The Lakers can have a game where they run them out of the gym if AD is out there. They can have that game in Game 6. You don't want to have that moment in Game Six where the pressure shifts. I, I here's the thing: I think the pressure only shifts if the Lakers lose the game. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, 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 the Lakers have consistently shown if they can keep it close through three quarters, if you can talk about having a single-digit deficit going into the fourth, they'll be fine. They they couldn't keep it close last night. That was the problem. I mean, you knew it. Right when Steph Curry buried that three going into the halftime, the fact that the Warriors were able to put up 70 points in one half of basketball, you knew that this was a game based on the complexion that was leaning in the Warriors' favor. I had no illusions about what was going to happen. When Steph Curry hit that three, you know what I did? I turned off the TV and I went to sleep. Because I was like, ain't no way in hell the Lakers are going to win this game. It it just ain't going to happen. Now, if you're Darvin Ham and you're at home and it's a six-point deficit going into the fourth quarter – and you got AD and LeBron James rolling, no problem. Not worried at all. No concern. They're going to win that game. The only, the only time as a fan where I would panic is if we get through game six and the Warriors take the Lakers' best shot and they still force a game seven, then I think at that point with the series going back to the Bay, that's when all the pressure shifts on the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't think that happens at any point in game six, even if the Lakers are down going into the fourth quarter. When it comes to scoring great hires for your business, you may be up against a few obstacles, especially right now. That's why you need ZipRecruiter on your 
team. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. You checked out at halftime? You're a Laker fan? You checked out at halftime? I'm done. We're losing? I mean, Not half, that you were half, wrong. I mean, halftime was 1130 at night. I, I know, but you're a Laker fan. Yeah, yeah, Sleep I'm a, be damned right I, now. I, I'm a Laker fan. Well, I had Sleep Be Damned on Tuesday night. Yes. Yeah, and I stayed up and I enjoyed that one. I knew what was going to happen in game five. Did you not know what was when Steph Curry hit that three? I, I said I did. Steph, but Curry, I, Steph Curry was not great in the first half. But he wasn't great shooting the basketball. No. He wasn't. But when he hit that three right before the half, I mean, you're talking about a 30-foot 30 30 jump shot. When he hit that, I was like, all right, cool. This ain't, this ain't going to be our night. Kind of like what I said about Joel Embiid in, in game five in Boston when he hit the three and got the shooter's roll. For the first basket of the game, mm-hmm. you knew it wasn't going to be the Celtics' night. I knew it wasn't going to be the Lakers' night. Why the hell am I going to stay up for an extra hour and a half just to watch what I already know? That makes no sense. you never been wrong about it? No, not with that. Cam, am I saying that little I don't little think you're fugazi. talking completely crazy. I would not say the word fugazi, but if the Lakers had come back and won and advanced to the Western Conference Finals and Canty missed it? Well, oh he would not. I, here's the thing. And and I say this, I'll put me on you. If I had done that, if I had been in Canty's shoes, I had gone to bed at halftime and the Lakers came back and won and I'm a Laker fan, no way you would know can, that. Can I ask you, can you ask no me, way you would ask you all a question if they if the Lakers won last night? Would they be going to the NBA Finals? Yeah. No, no, I'm saying, is that would they advance to the NBA Finals no. or would they oh, advance no, to the, no, the Okay, finals. so what the hell are we talking about? The whole goal is to compete for a championship. I, I, I mean, they still got a whole other series to win just for the opportunity to win a championship. You're, you're a Laker fan. Yeah, okay, all right, okay, we advance to the Conference Finals. That's the expectation when you have Braun and AD healthy. No, I mean, it's not a participation Brandon. trophy. I'm not celebrating the team getting to the conference finals. You've been celebrating it's just an, for the last it's just couple another weeks. rung I mean, in the ladder. I've been hearing about you know how amazing they've been since the All Star break, and only in the context of this team being able to roll on and win a championship. A if they don't the, win a championship, it don't matter. Sounds a little in the context of fraud. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I'm a, nobody would say I'm a fraud Lakers fan. What are you talking about? For going to bed at halftime? No, I'm not. They lost the game. I know. They lost the game by double digits. At least give but they lose by quarter. 15 last night? At least give me the They were down quarter. by 11 and a half. They lost by 15. Why, why did I need to stay up? Right, listen, if they had won, we wouldn't know that you had gone to bed. I would never tell you. Exactly. I would never tell you. Never <laughs> and you know what? Neither would I. I would Absolutely never, I would never true. You. There you go. Kenji and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive protects your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, and RV and could save you money. Visit Progressive.com. One other team did what we expected them to do last night, but it took 48 full minutes from Jalen Brunson to keep the Knicks alive. Is it too little, too late? That's next. Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, 
Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. The NBA playoffs. Brunson foul on floater. Gets the bounce. Brunson with 37. Knicks by six. We just came out to fight. You know, we didn't get discouraged with a 10-point deficit in the first quarter. And you know, we just kept fighting. Continuing coverage of the NBA playoffs on Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Chris Canty, Stages and Intervention, live on the air. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Now, we're pound for pound the biggest show on ESPN Radio, right? Yeah, But we still pride ourselves on being fashion forward, right? We're trendy. I'd like to think I know, so. I know New York Fashion Week, both spring and fall, are, are the highlights of your social calendar. The busiest time of year for me. Yeah, no doubt. So, I mean, here's the thing. I wouldn't step in and say something unless I felt like it was absolutely dire. And, and it's because, it, it, to be clear, it's coming out of love. Yes, it's coming out of love, not the, of hate. The I want, people who I want, love you tell you the truth. I want the, the best for this individual. I started out in sports media working with this individual. Actually, as a matter of fact, this is the guy that got me my first job working weekend radio in New York City. Hmm, and okay. that would be one Alan Hahn. I remember I used to jump on Alan Hahn's show once upon a time when I was still playing for the Baltimore Ravens in the offseason, I'd come in studio. And then when I retired, this guy told me, just keep coming in studio until they give you a key card. Just keep coming into the show every single day. They'll eventually give you a key card and a W-2. And you know what? He was right. So I feel like I owe him something. You know, anytime I can help, I feel like it's my responsibility to step in and do so. You owe so him the I, truth. Yeah, I owe him the truth. So I'm watching Get Up this morning as I do every morning, mm. and I saw him do something that I told him not to do earlier in the week, which is leave two buttons on his collar shirt undone. Now, oh. I, I was okay. I'm okay with the top button. You know, you don't always want to wear a tie. Weather's getting warmer. I get it. You can have the top button undone. But when you go to that second button and you unclasp that, undo that, now you got a little bit of chest showing. Now your undershirt can potentially be showing. If you got taco meat, that's probably going to be poking out. <laughs> Nobody wants to see all of that on television. It's almost as, as, as you're wearing one of those V-cut 
dresses that the ladies wear. And I'm just like, Alan Hahn, that's not, that's not the move for you. Richard Jefferson chic is not the way to go. That's not a thing. And so I'm, I'm just trying to stage an intervention with Alan Hahn. I tried to do it in private, but it's getting to the point now where I got to bring it out to the public just so we can put some pressure on Alan Hahn to make a change. He joins us right now. Your response? Well, a couple of things. First of all, Brian Smith was hosting, and I felt like when in Rome, right? Like, I, I did I did take your advice into account, but then I saw Ryan, and I just felt, you know, I went in Rome. So I, I let, you know, I let the flag fly, and I popped the second button. That's number one. Number two, I am well aware, first of all, whenever you do two button, there's no chance you're wearing an undershirt. I mean, what are we, what are we savages? You're not doing that. So you make sure there's no going underneath. And then after that, the taco meat thing. Now, I am smart enough to manscape and understand that that is not something that anybody wants to see. I, I was going but to I ask, are you mowing the lawn with, or not? No, yeah, oh, no, there's no question about that. We take care of that business. We are well manicured. <laughs> but I will take umbrage with the fact that Chris did say that no one wants to see that. My IGDMs say you're wrong. Oh, wow. I'll leave it there. Wow. Wow. I don't know if I would put that out on oh, blast. Does the wife know about these years? <laughs> yeah. oh, that was my wait. next question. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Real quick, I'm actually, my phone is getting an alert. Uh, what is this alert? It's Oh, it's a fraud alert. I got a fraud alert. Uh, I love uh, the deflecting uh, uh, that uh, Chris is doing here by trying to shine the light on me. When I heard something, as I was listening to the beginning of your show, that I almost drove off the road, I was almost not available to do this spot. Because did I hear Chris Canny admit something that he probably once he said it said, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I just shouldn't have said that part out loud. Did you quit on your team at halftime of a playoff game, That's Chris right. Canny? That's Is right. Is that what you call a fan? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happened. That happened. And I'll, cry, I'll cry two tears in a bucket. Here's where he's going. He's doubling down on it now, too, hon. <laughs> he's doubling down on it. They lost well, the game. To, but, oh, but, no, 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 no. Tell him, tell him, no, no, no. Carlin, you know that once he said it, he realized, oh, wait, no, we're on the air. No, I shouldn't no, have no, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not going to let you guys it. do this. I'm, first of all, I see you're a master at deflecting. I see what you did right there. I see what you did right there. I see what you did right there. Because you, you completely glossed over the fact, Carlin, that this guy had a game plan for having two buttons undone on his collar shirt. He actually has a game plan oh, yeah. for that. So that oh, just yeah. shows you that this is a thing now that's gotten out of control. I digress. Secondly, did any one of us right now on this show think that the Lakers were going to go to the Bay and win game five? If I had been a Laker fan, no, 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 I would not. Let me answer the question. No, it's a yes or no question. I don't need you to qualify. Did you think the Lakers were going to win game five? Yes or no? No. Do, Alan, did you think the Lakers were going to win game five? Well, I didn't think they were going to win, but that didn't mean if I was a fan of the team that exactly. I was going to win. Here we oh, go. Exactly. Here we go. Nobody, nobody. Because I know. Like, like, so, so, Chris, do you just choose games during a season? You're like, oh, oh, they're gonna lose. Yeah, you look at a game. No, 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 no. They're gonna lose this game, so I'm not gonna watch. No, I'm sorry. Is that how you fan in 2023? I'm from the old school where we're like ride and die. So maybe I don't understand the new way to fan. So I, you know, I gotta learn this new way. It seems a lot less anxiety ridden. Well, well, let me try to explain this for you guys. When you're playing against a coach who has the best winning percentage in elimination games with 10 games minimum as a qualification, yeah, you're probably not going to win that game knowing that it's win or go home for the team that just won the championship a year ago. We won two straight. Cool. 
That's great. We took care of home court. We stole home court advantage in the first two games in the Bay. We're probably not going to win this one. So it's okay. The Lakers, the Lakers said before game four, we're going to empty the tanks. LeBron and AD, 40-plus right. minutes. I knew Listen. what was going to happen right. in game five. First of all, hold on. And Alan, 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 here's the other thing. I gave them a half, and yep. when Steph Curry buried a 30-foot jumper to end the half, that's when I was like, all right, you know what? You quit. It was a wrap. It was right. It was right. And I wasn't wrong. You quit. Okay. And I wasn't wrong. Right. So, so let me ask you this now. Let me ask you this now because our good friend Mike Greenberg, the, the namesake of the show that you are on right now, had a take that went viral and had people calling him out for, for saying it's ridiculous. But you just told me something that tells me that maybe he was right. In the idea that you did not expect them to win this game. You checked out at halftime. No, they're not in this game. Then why even bother having Anthony Davis play in this game when you know how fragile he is and the risk of losing him to an injury is always there. So we're not winning this game anyway. Greeny said it. Don't even play him then. And now we don't know if he's available for game six. So that would you didn't agree that Greeny was right. No, no, I'm not going to agree that Greeny was white. You still got to go out there and see if you, you can just get said you. That you, No, 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 no. You knew they weren't going to win. No, 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 no. You still got to go out there and, and test the waters. You still got to go out there and play and try to knock them out. Here's the thing. Golden State came out with a fury that I hadn't seen. Draymond Green trying to score the basketball like he's Will Chamberlain out there, like he was going after it and trying to get it. <laughs> it was a different level of energy and a different level of effort and, quite frankly, Al, a different level of pace. All that being said, at the end of the first quarter, it was a one-point game. So I'm not saying that it was, it was a fait accompli that the, war, the Warriors weren't going to even allow the Lakers to compete. It's just I expected, as the game continued to unfold, that the Lakers were going to be on the losing side just because of the desperation level that the Warriors face. But if you're Darvin Ham, you still got to force the, the Warriors to strain, and that's exactly what they did. All right, let's get to the Knicks here. That's why Han's with us. Thank Alan you. Han, Barton Han, 987 ESPN. Now listen, whatever helps you sleep at night, and we know you'll be sleeping in the second half of game six. How did this anyway. go from an intervention for Han to an indictment on my sports fandom? What the hell? You're supposed to be my partner. These things happen all the time. Let it's, have it, Carlin. It happens. It happens. I love it. Listen. Han is what the Knicks, Irish thing. is what the Knicks did last night at all replicable in game six. Replicable, yes. Here's why. It's replicable if the Miami Heat continue to go four for their first 25 from three-point range. That's a big if. And I say that only because of this. You know, it's huge. Now, remember, they were, the I believe, the third or fourth worst three-point shooting team on the season. They were an awful offense, the worst in the league. And they could not shoot threes. They were terrible at it. And in the Bucks series, in a blink, they were shooting 45% from downtown, lighting them up like a Christmas tree. And you're like, all right, that, that's not going to last. This is not who they are. But it kept happening. And even in the Knicks series, early in the first two games of the series, they were still heavy volume of threes. And they seemed to make them when it mattered most. The percentages started to dip, but they still made them when they mattered. But you kept telling yourself, but that's not who they are. They're not a great three-point shooting team. This is not a catch-up to them. And these last couple of games, game four and game five, it's starting to. Now, Duncan Robinson got hot, and every Knicks fan in the world is like, 
And, of course, he was always open because why guard the one guy that's making threes? I digress. So that's the thing I'm wondering now is are the Miami Heat from this regular season starting to reappear and this hot streak of three-point shooting going away? Because that was a huge difference in the series. So if that can happen, the Knicks have a chance. But they also are going to need Jalen Brunson to play another 48 minutes. And we all know that's an extremely difficult thing to do in the playoffs. And that's exactly where I was going, Al. That's one of the footnotes that not a lot of people are paying attention to. Jalen Brunson and Quentin Grimes extending themselves the way that they did in that game, both playing 48 minutes. The last time the Knicks had two players play all 48 minutes in a playoff game was going back to 72 with Wilt, Wilt, uh, Clyde Walt-Frazier and then uh, Jerry Lucas. So y- – y- what what did it say about those two guys in particular? Because everybody knows that Jalen Brunson dropped 38 last night, but Quentin Grimes came up with a key defensive stop of steal late in that game, even though he was injured on, on um, Bam Adebayo. Yeah. What, what does it say about those two guys, the fact that they were able to have that performance, and do you think they can duplicate that in Game 6 in Miami? First of all, it tells you they're gamers, which is something we already knew about Brunson, right? Like we learned last year in the Mavs run – to the conference finals, especially early on when Luka was injured, that Jalen Brunson was made up of that kind of stuff, right? We knew that already, and so now he's able to do it as a main guy, and so he's kind of proven that last year was not a fluke and teams really weren't preparing for him. This Miami Heat team is not just preparing for him. They're making him the focal point of their defense on every possession. They're picking him up 94 feet, literally, on every possession, So add to the 48 minutes already sounds exhausting on top of the fact that he had to score over 30, get almost 10 assists. So he's also giving you a high usage in the offense and being picked up 94 feet up and down the floor, constant pressure, and he was still able to get through all of that and make all the plays that matter. So I think at this point, I said this last night on the MSG Network's postgame show, and I think it does ring true. And you guys can you know check me on this. Jalen Brunson's probably the best player in the NBA that has never been named to an all-star team. It'd be hard-pressed to find another player that has never been acknowledged as one of the top players in the league and say, like, that he's better than Jalen Brunson. So the Knicks have themselves something special. There's no reason to doubt that he can continue to play this way. The Quentin Grimes aspect of this, though, is the part of it that is important because although he wasn't a big scorer in this game – he did knock down some threes. I thought his defense has been very good on Jimmy Butler. And then you, you pointed out that toughness aspect that I think is also important at this point of, this, of the playoff series. He got hurt. And some players might have just laid down and held his knee, but he knew I can't do that right now. I got to get up and I got to make a play on one leg. And it was an inspiring moment yep. that he got up and refused to stay down on a pretty dirty screen, by the way and made a play that was improbable against the best player on the other team. That says a lot about the toughness and fortitude that that kid has in his second season, but it also speaks to what the Knicks are going to have to do. And I've said this since game one. Miami's going to fight you and see if you're tough enough to fight back. And those are the kinds of plays to prove that you are tough enough to fight back. Al, real quick, because we're up against it, i got to ask you this. Julius Randle voted third-team All-NBA. What does that mean for him in this season, and what does it mean for him in the future with the Knicks? 
Yeah, I don't know because I think he's already been All-NBA twice now. He's been an All-Star twice now. But those are regular season accolades. And it's obvious that he is a he's a player that puts up big numbers and has big games in the regular season. But in New York, he's going to be judged on what he does in the postseason. And in his first postseason, he was not good. And so far in this postseason, he has been mediocre at best. And he needs to have a couple of great games here to convince a lot of people in this city that he should be here beyond the contract that he's in, which has one more year left in it. Got it. Alan Hahn, of course, of 98.7 ESPN in New York. Barton Hahn at MSG Networks. Appreciate it. Stay out of your DMs. And I'm in the car, so I went three buttons down. It's safe. <laughs> Very Skip Bayless-like. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Oof, that's unfortunate. Uh, Ray Santiago special. Uh, we, in just moments, will give you an opportunity to win money, which is what we really enjoy doing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Greeny, the podcast. Schedule release tonight for the NFL, special on ESPN2 at 8 p.m. Some of those games are out, though, and we want to make you some money. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. You can watch Greeny on the ESPN app. Just click watch, look for Greeny, and enjoy. And 
With all of that in mind, we've got some of the games that we have found out about already, including Chiefs-Lions on opening night. First Monday night game will be Jets-Bills in New Jersey. That is spicy. Yeah, going to be some hot tickets brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Great deals. You can get them on all the hot tickets. Experience it live. We've got the odds. What are the odds? Now it's your turn to decide. May the odds be ever in your favor. Is that a good bet or a bad bet? So with that in mind, with the schedule coming out, with some of the games we know already, we looked at the strength of schedule and the over-under win total. And we will tell you, based on the strength of schedule and what we know about teams, if their win total over is a good bet or a bad bet. Let's do it. All right, Cam, fire away. All right, how about the Jets? Over nine and a half wins. The sixth toughest strength of schedule, Carlin. Is that a good bet or a bad bet? Ooh, that's a tough bet. That, that's a tough bet. Nine and a half with that sixth. I would say it is a good bet. Mm. But boy, I am not doing it with my chest right now. No. Just because of what the Jets' strength of schedule is. Winning percentage of the teams they're facing this year, 545. Yeah, I'm going to say it's a good bet. And it has to be a good bet if you're Joe Douglas. Because if Aaron Rodgers can't be the difference in winning three more games than you did last year. Yeah then you have to question the compensation that he forked over to the Green Bay Packers. I don't know if the move is necessarily worth it. I get it. It's all about getting into the postseason, and I fully expect the Jets to be in the playoffs. But, I mean, you want to have the easiest road to winning a championship because it's not just about getting in when you take that kind of swing. Next. How about the Cowboys? Nine and a half wins as well. They are tied for the third toughest toughest, sorry, strength of schedule. Canty, is that a good bet or a bad bet? Nine and a half for the Cowboys. Ooh, I'm going to say bad bet. I think the Cowboys regressed from where we saw them at last year, and I think this could be an ugly year for the Dallas Cowboys. I really do. You are on record saying they are going to have a losing record. Yeah, I I think they're going to have a losing record. I I think they're going to be eight and nine or worse. I I just think this is going to implode. One of the understated departures this offseason has been Kellen Moore being fired and then going and getting hired in five minutes by the L.A. Chargers. I think they're going to feel that loss because now Mike McCarthy is not only managing the team, but he's also calling the plays. I I don't know that heaping more responsibility on Mike McCarthy is going to fix Dak Prescott and fix the Dallas Cowboys in terms of success in the postseason. Yeah, I think the the over is a bad bet. I'm not jumping on the Cowboys here with that kind of a tough schedule, especially. If they had been more middle of the pack, I would say, yes, it's a good bet, but I can't say it now, Cam. Next. The Giants at eight and a half wins. They also, that's tied for the third toughest, toughest, I can't say that word, strength of schedule, Giants eight and a half. Carlin, good bet, bad bet. Bad bet. Uh, Giants might not take a, well, giant step back, but they're going to take a step back. And even though I love what they did in the draft, I love their draft. uh, I just, I look at how difficult that schedule is going to be. And I do think that every, the teams that have a really good head coach get that first year bump, but then take a step back. I think that's what'll happen. Do we know what we're going to get from Saquon Barkley this year? First of all, are they going to get the contract worked out? Second of all, all this time away, do we know if he's going to be able to stay healthy? I'm so operating under the yeah, yeah. Yes, if, if you're not getting the same version of Saquon Barkley, and based on what we've seen in the last three or four years, 
Eight Ball says doubtful. I think the Giants regress, so I think that's a bad bet. Next. All right, the Dolphins, a very hot team coming into this season. They're also at nine and a half. The second strength of schedule, Canty. <laughs> is that a good bet or a bad Man, bet? That's the an Dolphins. easy one for me. That's a bad bet. They're that, nine that, and a half? That is, that is a bad bet. I mean, that if you're going to put money on that, you might as well throw it in your fireplace. At oh. least you'll get some heat off of it. You're just, you're just setting it on fire, big fella. It ain't going to work. So yeah. how, how many games do I know two is going to be out there? He missed parts of six games last year. That's a third of the season. A third of the season. And the second toughest schedule in the NFL? Are you kidding me? With everything in the division happening, facing Aaron Rodgers twice, facing Josh Allen twice. I mean, you got to deal with Bill Belichick. We'll see what happens with the Patriots. I, I just, I don't like it. I think it's a t- team that got better by adding Jalen Ramsey, some of the things that they've done. But, no, nah, I can't go along with that being a good bet. Uh, no, that's that's a bad bet. Keep adding all those other pieces and keep ignoring the quarterback situation. That's the big problem there. And if you're going to put your money on Tua, you are asking for trouble. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.